Thank you for downloading the NY Balls podcast. If you'd like to contact the authors of this podcast, Andrew Schwartz and Brian Schwartz, please email us at ny.balls.podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to a, another episode of the NY Balls podcast. Uh, this is Andrew Swart with Brian Schwartz. We're entering week four of the NFL season. And you know what that means, Brian. Bye weeks. Who's excited? Our listeners who hate hour-long podcasts. Yeah, it'll be like, it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like 50 minutes this time. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. going to keep this nice and, uh, nice and short. So, yeah, we're coming back. If you haven't listened to any of our other podcasts, welcome. Uh, we're just going to preview uh, this week's games by talking about uh, what we think the lines are going to be and kind of just discussing uh, basically what happened last week with some of these teams and what we think is going to happen this week. Uh, so, real quick, uh, after last week, uh, Brian uh, went 7-9 and nine on his picks, and I went 8-8, eight and eight, so I will claim an extremely small, small, small victory there. I'll claim a small victory too. That's still an improvement for me. Yes, and we are both. Uh, we're actually we're tied for the year, neck and neck, at nineteen and twenty-six. So uh, you still... could really bump those numbers up a bit. I don't think people have been paying attention that yeah, much. I know, right? Still in the red. <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian has still won every week in the amount of picks correct uh, on the lines. The last week I only lost by one, so I'm making progress. You know what I was thinking about for 2011? Yes. The NY Balls podcast? We should do, instead of counting up who wins certain weeks, you yes. should do an addition of the points you're off from the line, and whoever has the lowest addition wins. Oh, because you want to win. I win anyway. You win every week that way. I win anyway. <laughs> uh, well, that's true. That's a good idea, though. I like that. I like that. Uh, we can we could switch halfway. Who knows? There's no rules. So no one no one emailed us to complain. That's if they correct. did, maybe we do something about it. Yeah, all our emails were so positive. Do you know I actually check that thing once a week just in case? You should check it because one day someone's gonna email. Actually, uh, I found out from Jessica's family. I, I guess I have to give a shout out. Although I don't, I feel very odd saying the word shout out. It makes me. It makes my skin get paler as yeah. I say it. Okay. Uh, but uh, Jessica's cousin, Sean, out in California, apparently listens to our, our podcast, him and his friends at college. I, I'm not making this up. Is that the kid we went golfing with? Yes, Sean came golfing yeah. before the wedding. So I remember him. I don't know if that's creepy or not. but <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they actually, him and his friends, apparently listen to the NY Balls podcast. So those jokes I make about us having a West Coast following are true. Uh, Probably more people listening on the West Coast now. Yeah, yeah, I was unaware of it, but we do have a West Coast following. So hello to Sean and his friends. Thanks for listening. You could email us. Any of your suggestions will absolutely be incorporated. Even if it's not about, even if it's not about the podcast, just your board. You want sexual advice, things like that. You just need need help on some exams or something. He actually, they, uh, I believe he attends college at Ramsey's Barton's alma mater. So, yeah, Cal Poly? Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, 
Sean and his friends see a little bit more action than uh, Ramses does. If your house is in foreclosure, I might be able to give you some advice. <laughs> that's that's really all I'm good for. Anyway. And right. my dad will appreciate that I threw in a joke about Ramses Barton not getting dressed anyway. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway. Ready to start? Uh, yeah. Real quick, though, I just got to say I'm still perfect with my favorites. Uh, Brian moved to 2-1, and one, but Brian's is 3-0 on his underdogs, which I guess I would argue be more valuable. Uh, I'm two and one as well. We both hit all of our favorites and dogs last week, so that's pretty good. At least we're picking the games right that we say are. Yeah, I mean, are, like I said, I think the uh, getting the dogs right is is a bit more. Uh, sure, if you're betting money line, you can make a nice, nice bit of change. I did get St. Louis last week though, so that was good. That was my uh, yeah, my amazingly good. I, I, was, I was very impressed. I remember uh, listening to the games as I was driving through traffic. Oh, that's and, exciting. Yeah, it was going through the city instead of up through the Bronx because the Yankees-Red Sox game. And I remember sitting there going, holy shit, Andrew's going to get both of these. So I was, very, I was very proud of you, especially that St. Louis pick. Very impressed. And now, I will, now I'll follow that up by getting all these lines off by at least seven let's, points. Let's both try to go over 500 this week. I think we can do it. All right, I don't think we can, but let's see what we can do. <laughs> all first right, why don't you start game, us off? First game of the schedule, I guess, uh, first thing, though, uh, four teams in a bye this week, Dallas. Kansas City, Minnesota, and Tampa Bay. So, first game, San Francisco 49ers 0-3 at the Atlanta Falcons coming off a big, I don't know, somewhat lucky win, somewhat earned win against the uh, Saints. Yes, yes, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's interesting here. I was looking at this, and I think every if you go back and listen, every time you and I have both said that we are not that high in Atlanta. And I'm still not insanely high on them, but I've realized through the lines that Vegas, or at least the betters, are really high on them. Um, their lines have either been, if they've been the favorite, been higher than we thought, or if they've been the underdog, they've been closer. Um, so I, I think they're going to get a pretty decent-sized line here against San Francisco. San Francisco's just been terrible. They're at, Atlanta's at home. I, I think it's going to be double digits. I'm going to put 10 points on this. All right. Uh, I went lower. Uh, just because I still think there's some people that are hanging on that San Francisco's okay. But I still put it pretty high because, uh, again, San Francisco, terrible on the road because they're poorly coached. It's kind of like everybody wants to like Mike Singletary. Everybody wants Mike Singletary to be good because he gives you these great sound bites and he's got like that that patriotism vibe. Like he's very militaristic in the, in the way that he's a coach. He's got creepy eyes and he pulls down his pants. There you go. Yeah. So I think people want San Francisco to be good. Uh, but Atlanta imp- uh, was impressive last week. Uh, I put it as Atlanta by 7.5. Uh, the actual line is Atlanta by 7. Well, that's just bullshit. So uh, I get that one. <laughs> I think it, it when you're saying about Atlanta, about how Vegas views them differently, about how we like them, I think right now the Atlanta's involved in the biggest uh, – if you remember in math when you took like logic. Nope. No, I'm sure you don't. I don't remember it either. But it was, I believe it was called modus tollens. And it was, you know, A, if A, then B, then if B, then C. So Isn't that just a about, transitive property? Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you do remember something. These are things that people from Cal Poly should be able to tell us. Yeah, they should tell us. So very good, by the way. And transitive property. Atlanta's involved in that because Atlanta got – beaten down by Pittsburgh that first week physically. I know it wasn't a huge victory. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Atlanta's not as good. Then Atlanta won the next two games. 
very convincingly over Arizona, and then won a difficult game at the defending Super Bowl champions. And every week they've played now, everybody's like, holy crap, Pittsburgh's getting really good. Yeah. So every time Atlanta wins, that means Pittsburgh looks better in people's eyes. So uh, that's where, when you're picking this game, is Atlanta the fluke? Is Atlanta the team that lost against Pittsburgh? Or is Pittsburgh really, really good? Yeah, I, I guess my thinking on putting it so high was the uh, just the fact that you know going to New Orleans and beating the Saints, uh, I figured people would be putting more money on them. They'd have to move that line up, but they should have lost, though. I, I would expect that's going to move. That's going to get a little higher. Um, I agree, as it goes especially for, San Francisco, for poorly coached, poor communication on the road, got blown out in both games this year yep. so far on the road, and they just changed offense coordinators. Which may help in the long run, but in the short run, you can't think the communication's going to get any better. Yeah, God forbid other teams did that, <laughs> Giants. Um, yeah. So I'm picking this game first. Uh, I like Atlanta. San Francisco, too much turmoil, getting their ass beaten on the road twice. Yep. Uh, 0-3, I don't think they have any confidence. I think Atlanta's playing exceptionally well. I know their schedule's going to get more difficult as the season progresses. Although they do get Tampa Bay twice and Carolina twice, so you might be looking at a, a playoff team here. Yeah, uh, I like Atlanta with the seven points. I think they win this game by double digits. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with almost everything you said. Uh, I guess the way I could just put this is, I, there's really no argument I could make myself, even playing devil's advocate, that's going to make me think that San Francisco is going to be in this game. So when I, when I get that and it's seven points, I'm going to take Atlanta. I like where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. Well, next game, we got uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Battle of Ohio. Begrudgingly. Oh. oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, Do you uh, know what the capital of Ohio is? Uh, oh, God. This is terrible. That I, I'm, is it? Is it it's none of, it's not neither of those cities, correct? It is not. It's uh, – oh, shit. It's been a while, man. This is depressing that I don't even know this. Is it like Columbia or something? It's the capital O, actually. What's it? O. I'm confused. Never mind. It's Columbus. Yeah. Oh, Columbus. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. It's an old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air joke. Yeah. Capital of Ohio is the letter O. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Uh, this <laughs> will be ugly. God, I'm an idiot. All right, yeah. Yes, you're not that bright. Yeah. This will be ugly. Cincinnati, oof, uh, has been really bad, but they've they're two and one. Carson Palmer, I watched a little bit of the Cincinnati Carolina game on the computer while I was trying to divert my eyes from the Giants game. Yeah, he had another couple dropped interceptions. I mean, he, Carson Palmer looks terrible, and Cleveland, uh, I believe, was uh, very good against Baltimore. Yeah, they stayed in that game with a white running back. So props to Cleveland, obviously. So I put this line still a little higher, though. Cincinnati's 2-1. and one. Cleveland's 0-3. I don't see them improving. They could put up a fight. But I, I said Cincinnati by 6. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said about Carson Palmer. He's, he's pretty much retarded. Or um, if you want to go what uh, Congress just recently voted to pass a bill on, he is intellectually disabled. Uh, yes, they're getting retarded out of anything. Uh, I don't know. 
I'm gonna bring it back. Sarah Palin for you. You're gonna bring back uh retarded. Yeah. Just like uh what was that? Uh no, I can't say most of those things, can I? Yeah, right. you probably shouldn't say that. Uh, go to clerks too. Anyway. Um I, I put it a little lower, uh just because I I think a lot of things you said, it just Cleveland has just not looked pretty. Um I, I don't know. Cleveland's been in games. I mean they they they, they covered last week. Um so I'm going to give it Cincinnati by three. You got this right on the button. It is three points. And uh, immediately when I saw this line, I should have thought back to last week. Okay, well, simple. Let's use a little logic again. Yes. Who's a a better team, at least in Vegas size, Baltimore or Cincinnati? Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore at home got ten and a half against Cleveland. Yes. So that means Cincinnati at home getting – would get what against Cleveland? Probably around eight. Take away five points for the home field advantage. Five points Cincinnati is a, by three. Five's a lot for home field advantage. Well, it's going to swing somewhere yeah. between three and five. So, Cincinnati by three. Uh, you got this game right on the button, and you get to guess it. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I, I think uh, I know it's it's only three points, but I think they're going to put it together. Uh, I really don't trust Seneca Wallace at all. Obviously. Um, and, and, and I think Cincinnati is kind of realizing that they still need to pound the ball with Cedric Benson a little. Uh, I, I just I, I think I like their secondary, and I think Cleveland is just going to have to run the ball the entire time. I know they ran the ball well, obviously better than pretty much any team's run against Baltimore in a while. Um, but I think Cincinnati is really going to be able to stack against the run here. I think it's going to be, like you said, an ugly game, but I think Cincinnati is going to win by obviously more than a field goal. Yeah, this one may end up being my my best bet for a favorite later. I think three points is not enough. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati's going to blow them out. But, again, Cincinnati's shown that they have a a very, very good defense. And just like you, I don't trust Native Americans like Seneca Wallace. I I think he's just black. His name's Seneca. I'm going to say he's a Native American. So I'm going to take Cincinnati uh, minus three. I think they win this game. And I'm eyeing it right now as my, my best bet for a favorite. Okay. And now we travel to another – see, these would have been great cold-weather games, but it's it's only October. The Jets, 2-1, and one, coming off a win in Miami, traveling to Buffalo to play the 0-3 Buffalo Bills, who released their uh, quarterback who won their training camp battle in Trent Edwards this week. I don't think it's going to have any effect on them. Fitzpatrick actually looked okay against the – the Patriots, although I think that said a little bit more about the Patriots' crappy defense. Yeah, and you know how good uh, Trident Words is as well? Did you see the only two teams that put in waiver claims for him? Yes, it was the, the two teams that are playing him, the Bills yeah. next. The Jets and the Jaguars. Now my <laughs> question is, why are you wasting your waiver claim? You're going to beat the Bills anyway. It's not like football. It just reverts. <laughs> I guess the Jaguars need any win they could get. Well, no, it, it just reverts because Trent Edwards was still going off the 2009 records. And after oh for Edwards okay yeah and after this week then it switches to 2010 okay because he's it so, goes for the old ones gotcha. yeah so there's really no penalty there oh okay well then good for those teams I guess yeah Jets at Buffalo what do you have as the line here well this was interesting for me I mean I figured obviously I was Jets, I was off on this one way off on this I, one. I might not be way off on this too I don't know I I figured the Jets are going to be favored uh, I believe Buffalo against obviously two very good offenses uh, Green Bay. And New England on the road. I think they were thirteen between thirteen and a half and fourteen and a half uh, underdogs on the road. The Jets are a juggernaut now. I know, right? Well, I, I decided basically 
looking at this, um, you know, obviously Buffalo's at home. It's an interdivision game. Uh, I, I kind of pretty much just cut that in half um, between the fact that the Jets' offense isn't quite as high-powered as other two offensives, offenses and Buffalo's at home. Uh, so I, I, made, I made it seven for uh, for the Jets by seven. I, I went higher. I went nine and a half. I just think that the Jets are playing really well now. They had the Vegas momentum in the beginning. I thought they might have it back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Buffalo, you know, it's hard to see how they're going to win more than four games this year. But uh, I had it as Jets nine and a half. The actual line is Jets by six. So you get that one as well. Oh, wow. Six? Yeah, it's only six. Do, do, people, do people not realize that I know Buffalo covered last week, but New England's defense is like in the bottom five defenses in the league. And like, listen, and not only did they cover last week, they covered with special, great special teams play. And you can't count on huge special teams plays every week. You can't count on C.J. Spiller to take back a 100-yard kick return every week. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, to me, and now the Jets are playing really, really well. I guess maybe some people are looking at this as a bit of a trap game for the Jets. But it's on the road. It's in the division. Uh, yeah, they'd probably be without Revis again, and the defense looked a little bit suspect against Miami. But uh, I got to go with the Jets here. Uh, you're getting less than a touchdown. Pretty much out of the 32 teams in the league, maybe 25 of them, if you're getting less than a touchdown against Buffalo, you probably take them in October at least because if it's December and it's snowing up there, maybe that's different. But I'm pretty much taking uh, uh, 75% of the teams in the league against Buffalo mm-hmm. if they're getting less than a touchdown. Yeah, I, I think the fact that it is less than a touchdown uh, makes this a must bet for the Jets. Um, I this is another line that's going to move. Oh, I agree with you. I, I think the fact that you know the one the one kind of chink in the Jets' armor has been pass coverage. I thought uh, you were going to say Patrick Chung. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong team. You're close though. Dude, why couldn't if you're gonna say if you're gonna say that I should have just went off with the uh, the clerks two stuff anyway. Um, I I think the fact that you know is Revis gonna be back? They say he's gonna be back, right? He's not gonna play. Okay, well he's not gonna play. Never mind. Uh, uh, they're not ruling him out, but yeah. if you didn't play him against Miami, you're not gonna play him against Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Well, Kyle Wilson's been erratic to say the least, um, but their pass defense has been great. Buffalo can't really throw the ball very well. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch has come back from the dead a bit. Um, obviously, they try to get Spiller and Fred Jackson involved as well. So I, I think the only, I don't even say strength, but emphasis for Buffalo is their run. And I think the Jets are just really you know, going to be able to handle that. Now, I don't know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is what, like the smartest quarterback in the history of the Wonderlick test. So maybe he'll be able to solve some shit. I have no idea. I, well, I, I doubt I don't it. Think, I don't think Harvard helps you against the spread. Yes. Unless you're actually betting it, but if you're actually playing it, I don't think it makes a difference. Ooh, so. That was that was slick, man. I mean, that was that was good. Thank you. I'm, I'm getting I'm better. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, it's my my turn to pick games for game first. Yeah. You, me, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Jets here. Um, I already took the Jets. You already took the Jets. Well, that's why it's my <laughs> that's why it's my turn. Definitely was, your turn. Yeah. No, all right. Int- introduce the next game. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we got the. Upstart Seattle at St. Louis. I guess you could say they're both a bit upstart here. Um, Seattle winning at home. And, I don't think one and two makes you upstart. What, St. Louis? Or yeah. Seattle? Yeah. 
I, you got to have a winning record to be upstart. Or win know, a when, couple games in a row. But when you've won, when you've already won half the amount of games you won last year, basically, I would call it upstart. Not unless they win another one. Well, that's true. All right. Um, well, well, who do you think? What do you think about this game? What do you think about the line? I thought this was a pretty tough one to gauge. Yeah, I, I struggle with this one too because St. Louis is coming off that win, uh, and how Jekyll and Hyde Seattle's been so far this season at the yeah. home, on home versus the road. But Seattle's not. A, St. Louis isn't a tough place to play. Um, although it really should be because that division's very winnable for any of the four teams in it. Yeah. Uh, as bad as the 49ers have been, I don't think they're out of it at 0-3. Uh, so I think you had to favor Seattle just because St. Louis has the young quarterback. And I put Seattle by one and a half. Okay. Um, see, I, I really don't know. I, I might be way off on this. Um, I actually went the other way. Um, I favored St. Louis. Um, I guess my reasoning was this: just we kind of talked about this a little last week with with Seattle, um, and we talked about you know kind of getting points at home, you know, for the home field advantage, and the fact that Seattle just seems to play so much better at home than on the road. I mean, it, it's almost night and day. I know there's a small sample size this year, but just kind of going back in the past, same deal here. Um, I don't know. I I feel like it, it was tough because I didn't know if 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 um, betters would differentiate that as well. Um, so maybe I kind of let a little of my own idea about how I think this game is going to play out against this line. But I, I picked St. Louis by two and a half at home. All right. Well, I got this one on the button. Mm. It, it was Seattle by one and a half. We got three road uh, home dogs already. Three home dogs already. Man. So who do you like in this game? Well, I mean, obviously I picked St. Louis to be – uh, favored at home, so uh, now that they're getting points, I- I'm going to take them. I-, I I think that obviously Bradford's going to make mistakes. He's he's throwing a pick in every game, I believe, so far. But he's shown that uh, he can still find his receivers and move the ball. I guess my one concern would be the best Stephen Jackson, obviously, if he's going to play and uh, if he is, how effective he's going to be with that groin injury. But I I'd like I want to see Seattle do something on the road here before I before I pick them. Um, I know it's basically a pick on, so I'm going to take St. Louis. I'm going to go the other way here, give us our first difference. Uh, I think that if it's possible for a team that won their first game at home since 2008 to be complacent, I think it might be. Uh, I think St. Louis will have a little bit of trouble with a hampered Steven Jackson. I think they're going to have a lot of trouble running the ball. I don't know. The Seattle, I've kind of taken them under my wing. They've been my underdog pick, I think, twice. They... Even though you picked up Kenneth Darby this week in fantasy? I did pick up Kenneth. Well, I have to pick up Kenneth Darby. I'm pretty much screwed. But I think Seattle could get a little bit of momentum going here. And I think they could be the ones to maybe separate themselves in this division. That's saying something. But uh, I think Seattle's going to take this game. If, if they consider, if they think they can win this division, which they should, they got to beat St. Louis twice. And this is the first one. So I'm going to take Seattle on the road to get a, a road win, which would do a lot for their confidence in future road games when they play teams that have a lot more talent. Sure. So uh, Denver is uh, in our next game. Played well against the Colts, traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans, who are off suicide watch. Yes. <laughs> Did you, uh, Dude, last week you didn't make that joke out of deference to the Denver guy and now they're playing Denver and you make that joke yeah but now I'm mad at, at Tennessee so 
I'm not not mad at Tennessee. I'm just bitter. All right. Get, get into that later. Yeah. We could have a, we could have a separate podcast about the Giants game. Scream about the Giants. Oh yeah. God. All right. Anyway, um, it might be good because we haven't actually talked about the game yet, which is rare. About the Giants Titans game. So do we want to talk about it? I don't know. Did that we'll, happen? We'll see what happens when we go on. So Denver at Tennessee. What do you have as the line? Um, I, you know, I got Tennessee favorite, obviously at home. Um, I, I kind of look at these teams is almost equal. Tennessee's been a little all over the place. Um, you know, they, they though they were pretty beatable by the Giants. I know we're going to talk about this. The Giants really killed themselves, and Pittsburgh did uh, hurt themselves a lot the week prior when Tennessee got their asses kicked as well. Um, I really like Denver a lot, but I'm not sure if they're consistent enough to come down to Tennessee to win the game. I, obviously, they're not going to be favored. So I'm going I'm to Tennessee by four, just a little more than a kind of a general home field advantage. I put it a little bit higher. I put it at Tennessee by five and a half, just because Denver looked bad on the road this year. Uh, you don't know how they're going to travel now after the tragedy and after a pretty tough loss to Indianapolis because they were in that game for uh, till about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter when they missed a fourth down conversion. Yeah. So uh, I took Tennessee by five and a half again because I even would have put them by more, but they've shown inconsistency. They've shown the ability to win, but I don't think they're going to blow anyone out unless the other team takes six personal fouls mm-hmm. and uh, just completely self destructs. Right tackle thinks he's still drunk driving. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, anyway, uh, I said Tennessee by five and a half. It's actually Tennessee by seven. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's quite high. Denver is a bad road team. And, again, how they're going to travel after this week. Maybe Tennessee's got some confidence now. Uh, but that that's a lot of points. So I'm picking this game first. I'm actually going to take Denver. Uh, I'm not a Denver fan. But I think seven points is a lot for a Tennessee team, which I think is going to be in a lot of close games this year. Mm-hmm. And also, Kyle Orton's been throwing the ball around really well. And oh, I know. despite the crap from the Giants last week, Eli Manning threw the ball exceptionally well. He was 21 of 23 to start the game. And, and the two incompletes were picks. Right. One of which hit both of Akeem Nick's hands, the other one which was lefty. Yeah, which also hit Boss's hands. So he was twenty-one of twenty-three with all his passes hitting the Giants' players' hands. So I think Den- Denver's going to be able to throw the ball around a little bit. So I like Denver to cover in this game. I think seven points a little too much. Yeah, I- I'm very well aware of Kyle Orton uh, currently, and I actually really like that team. Um, I'm just a little worried about. Uh, I don't think. I don't think they're going to run the be able to run the ball at all. Um, Moreno's out. Moreno's out. Um, they got Maroney now with uh, with Buck Halter, who, who also sucks. Who both are not very adept at running the ball. Yeah, so uh, I I know that they've shown that they can play well one dimensionally, and I think they want to throw the ball anyway. But I think uh, I, I think Tennessee is going to really kind of be able to try to control this ball, uh, this game on the ground a little bit. I think they can run on Denver. Um, so I, I know it's kind of high, but I, I think they'll. I think they'll win this game at least by a touchdown. So, if anything, they may push. But I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee here. Um, yeah, given the only points. thing I'm worried about with picking Denver is with Chris Johnson right now. He's been I, – I know he had 120 yards against the Giants, but it was on 30 carries. 
And he really only got that many yards because he broke a run in the fourth quarter when the Giants had clearly yeah. given up. So I don't know if the last two games there's been a blueprint laid for how to stop him or he's going to be so frustrated he's just going to go off and have 220 yards this week. Well, so, he just hasn't – he just hasn't – he just didn't break one against the Giants, you know. And the Giants, I think they really do have – you know, the Colts game notwithstanding because Perry Fuel was drunk in his scheme. I, I think they have a pretty effective – run defense to tell you the truth um especially you know with roll getting up in the box and all that um and, and you know he chris johnson would have had over 100 yards if not for a holding penalty which really didn't spring him on a long about an 80 yard run uh two weeks ago so you know he's still got that big playability and the thing with him is he hasn't been catching the ball as much out of the backfield i've noticed yes and well and the other side of the coin for uh for Denver, Denver played good against, played well against a good Colts team after a tough week. Tennessee is 2-1, but they beat a crappy Oakland team and a really, really cruddy Giants team. Yeah. At least that day. And the one good team they played, Pittsburgh, they looked like absolute crap. Yep. So that's going to be an interesting game. And it makes sense that it's a difference. So what do, what do we have next? Um, we have Detroit at Green Bay. Um, very interesting uh, in the fact that Detroit uh, just – I don't know what to make of them. It seems like if they have guys that make plays, they do all right. And if not, then they, they're pretty terrible. Uh, Green Bay came off a tough loss last night um, at Chicago, inexplicably letting Chicago just let the clock run down. I, I don't know if you watched that or not. But... And also the challenge – which was obvious that oh, it was well, going to be wrong. Yeah. On the fumble. You could have saved that timeout. You had those three timeouts and the two-minute warning. No reason no reason to use that. It was clear and obvious. You could have saved that timeout, and, okay, if you wanted to make him kick the field goal, at least you could have stopped the clock three times and gotten the ball back with a minute left. Yeah, but even no timeouts. when it's clear it's not the case, just let him freaking score. Absolutely. Do the freaking – Florida flop or whatever the hell that you was. You know what's even worse than them not letting them score? Uh, I no what? Chicago trying to score. Seriously, what is wrong with them? Well, if the team's gonna look, if they're gonna give you seven points, Brian, and it's less than a minute left, I know it's sure, sure, sure. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but trying to score on first down. Take a knee on first down, take a knee on second down, and then try to score on third down. Make them use those last two timeouts. I don't know. I don't have a huge deal with them trying to punch that in. Ugh, I, I think it's a it's terrible play. Percentage-wise, you're not going to – the odds of you missing that short field goal or getting blocked are so slim. Uh, I wouldn't want to give the ball back to Rodgers with any amount of time on the clock. Even though the score didn't show it, he was carving up their defense. Last well, night. if you're going to do that, then why don't you just kneel and not even try to score any of the times? Sure, but I'm saying at least force them to use their timeouts. Yeah. So, yeah, bad clock management by Green Bay. Bad clock management by Chicago also, but oh. they got the game. Detroit's at Green Bay. I'm guessing the line first here. Yep. I have Green Bay by 13 and a half. I think it's going to be a big line. I don't think... Anybody cares that Detroit has been in their first three games. I agree. I think they're people just say see Detroit, they think bad, mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of true. And with Javid Best probably maybe out this week with turf toe, 
Although he has a better chance to play because it's a grass field and a turf field. Yep. If he's out, uh, they're not going to be able to run the ball. I like Green Bay favored by 13.5 here. Yeah, I um, I actually picked the same numbers you. I did 13.5 as well. Uh, I kind of took a look back last week, Detroit on the road at Minnesota. Uh, I think there were 10.5-point uh, underdogs. So I just bumped it up a couple points here for Green Bay. I didn't, know, I didn't think it was going to get quite to two touchdowns, but – uh, I agree with a lot of your analysis. I think it's going to be a big line. Uh, it's a little higher, actually. It's 14 and a half. Wow. So we split that one, uh, obviously. Yes. Our fan is a win. I, well, we, we do. I, we both got it. <laughs> we certainly did. So uh, what are you thinking here? Detroit at Green Bay. It sounds to me like you're leaning towards Green Bay. Yeah. I, 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 I know am. you like Detroit. I, I know you and they have been in all their games. They've been in all three of their games. Yeah, I, I'm actually liking Green Bay's defense right now. And um, I, the, the fact that Green Bay is having issues running the ball kind of scares me a little. I think they're going to have to find a way to get another running back. But uh, at the same token, I, I think that that's not going to be too much of a factor in this game because I don't think Detroit can stop Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. So um, I'm going to take Green Bay here. I know it's a lot of points, but... Um, I, I, I just don't feel comfortable taking Detroit at all. Yeah, I like Green Bay as well. I think they're going to be a little bit pissed about how they play. They had 17 penalties last night. Uh, I think they'll be happy to be in front of the home crowd. I think if you're Detroit, you probably sit yeah. job at best. There's no reason to play them. You're not a playoff team. You're the third. You're the last. You're the worst team in your division. It's not close. Uh, you might be the best team in the NFC West, but mm-hmm. you're the worst team in the NFC North. So I have to take Green Bay here. I know it's a lot of points, but I, again, I can't see. I could see Detroit getting demoralized really quickly, uh, which takes us to maybe the game of the week. Uh, it's a pity that the rapist isn't playing, but Baltimore traveling to Pittsburgh for an AFC North clash. Uh, Pittsburgh, kind of playing with house money here. They really wanted to go two and two, maybe three and one without Roethlisberger. They are already 3-0. and You know, you never want to lose to your division rival. You never want to lose to your division rival at home. But if they're 3-1 and going into their bye week, I don't think they're going to be too upset. Uh, I agree. I agree. And uh, so, oops, sorry, excuse me. When I, when I looked at this, I, I, you know, Baltimore had a tough game last week. Um People really love Pittsburgh right now. It's a division game. Um, I just put this right at three points. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a close game. All right, I put it a little bit less. I have it at two and a half. I mm-hmm. think it would get quite to a field goal. I agree. I think if this is week one, if this was the matchup week one, I think Baltimore would have been favored by like five, four or five points. You know, but Pittsburgh has been so impressive the last three weeks. Uh, I put it at Pittsburgh by two and a half. Okay. Uh, the actual line's Pittsburgh by one and a half. What? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit less. Uh, I guess it's that Charlie Batch factor. Maybe it's what I said about them kind of saying, "All right, well, we're three and zero. We're going to be three and one. We get our quarterback back. We did our job. Our Let's quarterback move on. back. Uh, yeah. Maybe you know Batch might have a lot of trouble scoring against the Ravens. Uh, but to me, I'm. Yeah. I know I said last week that I was going to take Pittsburgh to lose this game because uh, I thought they'd start the season three and one, and I thought this yeah. is the one they would lose. But I'm actually going to 
do a little bit of a reverse here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Uh, the reason is Baltimore has been – they're 2-1, and one, but they've been inconsistent. Their offense, aside from Anquan Bolden, has been inconsistent. And Pittsburgh has just been dominant. And Charlie Batch showed you last week that, you know, he's not a pro bowler. But, mm-hmm. you know, he can get the job done for a week or two. And I think he'll get the job done this week. I think this is another one of those low-scoring games, uh, ugly games. But a lot of good hitting, uh, and I think Pittsburgh probably is going to win this game, so I'm going to take them with the points. All right. Um, yeah, it, it's basically a, a pick at this point, but um, I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore here. I think they're starting to get their offense together a little. Um, it's it's a obviously a tough matchup on the road, but I think Baltimore's really going to come into this game thinking, you know, we really need to take this game because if we yeah. don't, Pittsburgh is going to be 4-0 going into their bye. They're going to have Ben Roethlisberger coming, and it's going to be really tough for us to catch them. So I, I think Baltimore's really going to come out hard in this game. I think they're going to win it outright. By the way, blessing in disguise for Roethlisberger that, yeah, they're three and one, going to be 3-1 or 4-0, but they did it with three different quarterbacks. If this yeah. was one quarterback that played all four games, then you'd get that talk like, oh, well, maybe we should just keep yeah. it going. You know, We're playing so well, but because they've had to switch in and out – and they're left with Batch. Luckily for Roethlisberger, he's going to get to come in. He's going to get to play. He's going to avoid those discussions. So uh, that'll do it for part one of the week four uh, NY Balls podcast. Please be sure to tune in for part two. We'll uh, look at some very interesting games like the McNabb Vic Bowl. Ooh. Can that be a bowl? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, good Monday night game in New Dog England, bowl. Miami. Yeah. And uh, an intriguing Sunday night game, which we will talk about with the Giants hosting the undefeated Bears. So please be sure to turn into part oh, two. That's <laughs> terrible. The Giants, who are the only team to play a non-competitive night game this year out of the seven that have been played in the first three weeks. Or eight, if you consider the first two, the first week had two Monday night games. Yeah. So uh, let's see if the Giants could put up a, a good game. I'd take a close one right now. I haven't even gotten, been able to get excited about the last couple. So be sure to tune into part two, and we will see you hopefully in like, I don't know, a couple minutes. Just have to click on the next one. Sexy.